If you weren't here, just to let you know, uh, Sunday we're, we're, we're continuing in our, in our series called the I Am series, which is a series on the study of the compound redemptive names of God. And in every one of the compound redemptive name of God is a characteristic of God. And we talked about the Lord being our provider and the Lord being our victory and, and the Lord being our shepherd and so on and so forth. Well, Sunday we talked about, about the Lord being our peace. Jehovah Shal- Shalom, he's our peace. And, uh, you know, in, in, in Jewish uh, culture, they, they say Shalom. They just greet each other like that. And it means a lot of things. But one of the main things it means is God is peace. And some people go to church all their life and, and they, they, uh, they know about God, but they never experience the God of peace. And so we talked about, you know, last Sunday about why, why is it that we don't live in peace in our life? When the Lord is peace and he offers us peace, why don't we live in peace? And we talked about a number of reasons why. One is because we're in conflict with other people and you can't live, you can't fight with others and live in the peace of God, right? And then we talked about because of the opposition of the enemy. Peace is a blessing from the Lord. And the Lord don't want us to enjoy, or excuse me, the enemy doesn't want us to enjoy any of the blessings of God. He's a thief. How many of you know that? Jesus said he is a thief. He's a robber. And if he can, he'll just try to steal your peace. And so it's our job to protect our peace, right? And then we talked about, you know, sometimes we don't have peace because we're going through so many trials and tribulations. On every hand, there's problems all around us. And sometimes it's hard to have peace whenever you're in a boat in the middle of the storm and it looks like your boat's going to sink. You ever been there? So sometimes, man, it's difficult to have peace. And the question is, can we have peace even in the midst of storms? And I think the answer is yes, because Jesus said, in the world, you're going to be in, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world and I'm going to help you overcome your obstacles, right? And then finally, we talked about, you know, we forfeit our peace when our hearts are not right with God. When we allow our hearts to get out of kilter with God for whatever reason, then we lose the peace of God. To have the peace of God, you got to be in right relationship with God, right? And then we talked about, well, then if, uh, how do you get God's peace? What what is the ways that you can uh, tap into the peace of God? So we talked about that. And we talked about, you got to learn how to cry out to God. Sometimes God's just, you know, he's just waiting. He always attends unto the ear of the cry of one of his children. Just like natural parents, when our children, when our infants cry, man, we come running out of the, we awaken out of dad's sleep and we come running into the bedroom and we say, what's going on? What's going on? The louder the cry, the more, the more, uh, you know, passionate we are to go see what their need is, right? So we got to learn how to cry out to God. But then we talked about, you got to get your attitude right. You know, listen, you can be digging your own pit by your attitude. So you got to learn to get your attitude right. Are y'all with me out there? If you're with me, just say, amen. And so if we want peace, we need to quit allowing uh, the negative attitudes to permeate and penetrate. And, and where we, you know, the glass is always half empty and there's always gloom and doom. And there's never anything good to, to thank God for. Amen. So we need to get our attitude. If you got that, say, I got that. 
The third avenue to God's peace is you got to stand on God's promises. Remember, we talked about that. The enemy will try to tell you defeat it, but you got to know what God's word says. You, you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. Amen. You're blessed going in, blessed coming out. So it doesn't matter what your circumstances are saying, what the enemy's whispering in your ear. You just got to get a hold of God's word where God says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. So you got to stand on God's promises. And finally, we're getting to what I wanted to get to, and it's the fourth avenue to God's peace is that you got to learn to cultivate God's presence in your life. Now, I didn't get a chance to really unpack that a lot, but you know, the, the reality is they did a survey one time and they, uh, and they, they surveyed church going people, people that believed in God, people that went to church on a regular basis. And they asked, the, you know, a series of questions, but one of the questions they asked was, do you regularly experience the presence of God in your life? And you know what? It was, it was sad that a lot of people that go to church on a regular basis never experience the presence of God. Well, listen, you know, I'm not waiting for the free songs to serve God or the goosebumps to serve God, but I'm telling you, I am glad that I can sense and feel and be filled with the peace and the presence of the living God. Are y'all with me out there? And so then the question is, you know, how do you cultivate God's presence in your life? And so I want to talk a little bit about that. In Ephesians 5, in verse 15, the, uh, Paul said this in Ephesians 15. He said, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. In verse 17, therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit and speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making music in your heart to the Lord. Now, so Paul says in Ephesians, he says, you know, be wise, don't be foolish, and take advantage of every opportunity. How many of you know every day is an opportunity, saints? Every day is, a, is an opportunity to grow wiser and to be more intentional about the day that God has given you. And so he says, don't be foolish, be wise, and this is how you can be wise. Don't be drunk with wine. Don't allow things to, you know, counterfeit things to try to turn your heart and get your heart away from God. He says, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, what does that mean to be filled with the Spirit? It means to keep on being filled on a daily basis. It's not like, you know, like, you know, if you're thirsty and you go get a drink of water and then you never drink again. How many of you know if you do that, you're going to die? You're going to die of thirst, right? You can't go very long without drinking or you're going to pass out. Your body needs water to live. And so you can't just drink one time and say, well, I did that already. How many of you know you got to do that on a daily basis, on a regular basis? And spiritually speaking, he says, listen, don't just get one drink of water every once in a while. You need to be filled with the Spirit. And by the way, he said that this is the will of God for us, right? This is his will. So the way to continually be filled with the Spirit is to cultivate the presence of God in your life. And how do you do that? You cultivate the presence of God through worship. And this is what I just want to encourage you with. 
You know, listen, don't be like one of those that was surveyed and say, I never feel the presence of God. I never felt the presence of God. No, listen, Jesus died so that we didn't have to live in the outer court, but we can live in the holy of holies. Amen. Listen, Jesus died so we don't have to serve a dead God, a God that isn't present, that isn't alive. He died so we could serve a living God. Amen. So I just want to encourage you, don't, don't let your Christianity be reduced to a set of rules and regulations and going through the motions. Cultivate the presence of God in your life. Amen. Now, I want to just talk to you about how to cultivate the presence of God in your life. And I just, you know, I, I, it's, it's an acronym that's, that, that follows the word praise, P-R-A-I-S-E. Six ways to cultivate the presence of God in your life on a daily basis. How many of you know, hey, it's got to be daily. Be filled every day. Be filled with the Spirit. The first one is this. Present myself to God. Now, you know in the Old Testament that, you know, they had to bring sacrifices in, in their worship. Whenever they went to the temple, whenever they went to church, they had to bring a turtle dove. They had to bring a pigeon. They had to bring a lamb. They had to bring an animal and they had to bring it to the altar, give it to the priest, and they would sacrifice that animal on the altar. And so the animal was sacrificed and then uh, their sins were covered and then they could be right with God and then they could go on. Well, thank God that Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice and thank God that we don't have to bring any pigeons to church anymore. Thank God we ain't got to have a gory sacrifice here at the altar. Amen. How many of you are glad for that? That we're not in the Old Testament, but we're in the New Testament. But you know, what's interesting is what Paul said in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. He said, therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and a holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Now, he's using the context of sacrifice. And so he says here, he says, I'm encouraging you to present your bodies as a living and as a holy sacrifice. So he said, listen, you don't bring, you need, you don't need to bring a pigeon to sacrifice before the Lord. Sacrifice your life before the Lord. Sacrifice your life. Be a living sacrifice unto the Lord. And if you want to cultivate the presence of God in your life, you got to make a decision every day to give God your entire being. Now, I don't know exactly how to do all this, but you know what I like to do? Whenever I think about presenting myself to God, I think about prayerfully saying, Lord, I give my eyes to you. Lord, I give my ears to you. Lord, I give my heart to you. Lord, I, I, I give my hands to you. Lord, I give my feet to you. Lord, everything about this body. Lord, may it worship you. Lord, may it edify you. Lord, may it bring, be pleasing to you. Lord, I'm laying my life on the altar and I'm saying, Lord, would you accept this sacrifice? And whenever you lay your life on the altar, like Abraham laid Isaac on the altar, then the presence of God comes into that offering and into that sacrifice and you will begin to experience the presence presence of God like never before. Amen. And so first you present yourself to God. Remember, God fills vessels that have been emptied of themselves. See, he doesn't fill vessels that are filled with themselves. He fills vessels that have emptied of themselves. So you got to empty yourself, put yourself on this altar, figuratively speaking, and say, Lord, here I am. I'm not of my own. I'm not my, I, I'm not going to rule and reign in my life. I want you to do that. Amen. 
So P stands for what? Present, what? Present myself to God. Here's the second thing. The second step to cultivating God's presence is raising my hands. Now, now some people, if they, you caught them raising their hand, you know that something happened to them. Like they, they, they got struck by lightning or something, right? Cause they just like, and listen, I understand it. First time I came in a church like this and I saw people raising their hand, I thought, what's the matter with these crazy people? You know, what are they doing? I didn't understand that. But listen, 1 Timothy 2.8 says this, I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer without anger disputing. Over and over again, you see in the scripture where the Bible encourages part of worship is learning to lift my hands to the Lord in prayer. You know what it's saying? It's saying, Lord, I'm opening my spirit to you. Lord, I'm opening my heart to you. Lord, I'm releasing everything in my life. I'm not holding on to anything. I'm not holding on to my life. I'm not holding on to an experience. I'm not holding on to resentment. I'm not holding on to anything. I'm letting it all go, Lord. And you know, universally, if you're in a war and you're in a battle, whenever the enemy does this, what does that mean, saints? It means surrender. So in my mind, whenever I lift my hands to the Lord, what am I telling the Lord? Lord, I am surrendering to you. Amen. How many of you know that the Lord won't get on your agenda? He won't get on your page. You got to get on his page. You can't ask him to bless what you want to do. You got to say, Lord, what do you, what are you blessing? And get on his page. Amen. So you got to learn. There's something powerful about it. And you know, listen, you know, whenever I first started coming to church and people raising their hands, I was just kind of like, you know, it's like I wanted to do it, but I was like, you know, you know, like, praise the Lord. You know, it's just like, it was very uncomfortable to be honest with you. But listen, now it's not uncomfortable. I mean, you can think I'm crazy. I'm going to lift my hands to the Lord. Lift up holy hands unto the Lord. Amen. Man, it's a pleasure. But it's a sign of surrender. And so listen, you can't sit, you can't sit in church like a statue. Come on, like a porcelain doll in church and say, I want to be filled with the spirit. Come on, you got to just open up your spirit. Do you really want to be filled? Come on, you got to do like the psalmist said, like a little bird in the nest. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. You ever see them little birds whenever they're waiting for a worm from mama and they're screeching and they're screeching and they're screeching and they're hollering and they're hollering. That mouth, they're this big, but that mouth is that big and they're crying out and they're saying, feed me, feed me, feed me. And the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Thirst after the living God. You got to just be willing to just humble yourself, lift up your hands in the presence of God And listen, if you're embarrassed to do it here in church, no problem. Whenever you get by yourself, get in a secret place somewhere when nobody's looking, make sure nobody's around and just let your little finger go up and then their left finger go up and you just lift your hands to the Lord and let the spirit of God come upon you. And you're going to cultivate the presence of God in your life. Amen. Amen. So that's, that's, um, that's or raising my hands to God. Here's the, here's the third step to cultivating the presence of God. The A stands for audibly thanking the Lord. Listen to what Psalm 63, 1 and 3 says. Oh God, you are my God. And early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. 
So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. You know, listen, whenever I open my mouth and I begin to thank God, there's something about, you know, Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with You know, whenever you're ungrateful, you're not going to experience the presence of God. And listen, I think sometimes even as Christians, we become ungrateful. We're so busy looking at what we don't have that we don't take time to stop and thank God for what we do have. You know, like the guy, you know, that says, man, I don't have shoes like the other guy until finally he saw somebody that didn't have any feet. And he said, man, I need to be grateful for the shoes I have. At least I got feet. He don't have any feet. And so listen, there's always something to be thankful for. Can I get a better amen tonight? And you got to just learn to be Lord. Thank you. Thank you. And listen, by the way, if you have the wherewithal, the mental faculty to be able to sort words in your mouth to say, thank you, Lord, that's enough right there to be thankful for. Because the Lord has given you, he's given you sound mind where you can even think about thanking him. Amen. Listen, if you have breath to even utter something, well, God, well, you got a, you got a long laundry list now of things you can thank God for because he's making your heart beat so your lungs can work, so you can have breath, so you can stay. Stand up so you can begin to thank God for. Come on, there's something to thank God for. Get your eyes on what you don't have. Get your eyes on what you do have and just begin to thank him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. And the presence of God will come on you. Got to learn to thank him. And you know what I found? You can't be ungrateful if you learn to be thankful. If you spend more time thanking God, you're going to have less time to be ungrateful. God don't bless ungratefulness. He blesses thankfulness. Amen. Like the 10 lepers, he healed all 10 of them. There was only one that came back to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The other nine, what happened to them? They, they had an entitlement mentality. Well, you're the savior. You should heal me. After all, you have the anointing to do that. Come on. How many of you know we got to develop a thankful heart? Amen. So we're talking about P, we're talking about or, we're talking about A, audibly thank the Lord. And then the fourth step to cultivating God's presence is inviting I, inviting the Holy Spirit in my heart. In Ephesians 5, 18, it says, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Now, you know, when it says don't get drunk with wine, you know, listen, you can get intoxicated with things other than, you know, a wine cooler or a Bud Light or a marijuana joint, right? How many of you know that? You can get drunk with other things in life that will keep you from being filled with the Spirit. So he said, don't be drunk with wine, be filled with the Spirit. Again, it's like, listen, don't focus on this, focus on that. And so listen, I think that if you accumulatively, accumulatively, if we put all the minutes that were spent on Facebook in this room today in a pile, we would have enough minutes maybe to have revival here tonight. Amen. 
Come on, I'm not going to go to meddling too much. I'm just saying the Bible says we need to invite the Holy Spirit in our heart and say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Amen. You know, whenever I think about this, you know, Samson, remember, he was the guy that could just tear up a whole army. He was so strong. And then the presence of God left him when his hair got cut. Remember that? The glory of God left him and he couldn't lift a finger. He couldn't win a battle. And, you know, that's a picture of when the spirit of God is on you, man, you can win the battles. And so... Listen, whenever I feel defeated, I'm thinking, oh man, I need more of the anointing of God on my life. I need more of the anointing of God to match what I'm facing because the more I got the anointing of God and the spirit of God in my life, the more I can handle out there. Does that make sense? And so I just want to encourage you. When he said be filled, it means to continually be filled. I need to invite the presence of God in my life. And sometimes we're just too busy in life to just take the time to get quiet. Be still. Close your eyes, put your phone down and just say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. And see, what our problem is, is we'll do that for one second and then we'll go on. And we'll get all worked up by stuff that we got to deal with in life. What if we just took the time, an elongated period of time, just to say, Holy Spirit, I invite you to come. So you got to cultivate the presence of God, which means it's not just going to happen automatically. Just like, you know, some guys, man, they're built like, you know, they've been like they've been chiseled by, you know, like, you know, some sculptor and, and man, they got muscles like, like Lou Ferrigno or, or whoever, you know, because they put a lot of time into that. And they have some people, they're so skilled in different things. And, and, you know, they have, they have so much education. They got, they got degrees behind their name and they make it a priority and they really put investment. What if we just put a strong investment in the presence of a God? I think we would be filled. And I think we would, we would have the peace of God in our life. Amen? Cause you, you can't have the peace of God without the presence of God. And you can't have the presence of God until you make the presence of God a priority. Amen? So the I is inviting the Holy Spirit into my heart. The S, the S in praise is sing a new song. Sing a new song. There's something about singing. Now listen, some of you like me, you, you know, you're not going to win America's Idol because of your great singing. You're not going to win the voice because you got this crazy, credible voice, right? But you know what? I'm glad when the Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I can do that. In fact, most of what I do is make a joyful noise unto the Lord. But how many of you know the Lord don't care what I sound like? It ain't about what I sound like. It's about what's coming out of my spirit. Amen. Then I want you to see this. In Ephesians 5.18, he says, don't be drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. Be filled with the spirit. Listen, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making uh, singing and making music in your heart to the Lord. You know what I believe is the number one way to stir up the presence of God in your life is to learn how to sing unto the Lord. Amen? You just begin to sing unto the Lord. Listen, I write new lyrics to old songs all the time. You know, listen, I don't know the words, but I'm going to sing the tune. Amen? 
Come on, how many of y'all with me out there? He said, well, Todd, I can't sing that well. Listen, again, you just find your place where nobody's around or you just put music real loud where nobody can hear you and you just sing your own song unto the Lord, amen? And listen, you know what I found? You don't have to know a lot of songs, but how many of you know Amazing Grace? You know, listen, if you just take the time to just get quiet by yourself and just start singing to the Lord, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. See, I can just get in the presence of God right here. Because it's worship. The number one commandment, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. You know why? It cultivates the presence of God in your life. You know what? If you don't have the presence of God in your life, you're going to get arrogant. You're going to get proud. You're going to think you can handle life by yourself. You're going to think you're better than you really are. And you're going to find yourself one day in a hole so deep you won't know how to get out. And the only way you're going to get out of the hole is to get right back to what the Lord said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. So instead of waiting until I'm in a pit to start worshiping God, how about if I just do it on a regular basis and cultivate the presence of God in my life so that I can just live on the top instead of in the bottom of the pit? Amen. Come on, with me out there. And so just love the Lord and just begin and listen, sing a new song unto the Lord. Amen. A new song. You don't have to know all the words. You could just sing a half of this song and a half of that one. I do that all the time. I just add a couple of lyrics of a couple of songs and, and I just make my own song and it's a new song unto the Lord. Amen. Come on. I sing to the Lord in Psalms, hymns and, and Todd songs and spiritual songs. And you know, sometimes the most spiritual song you could sing is a song that's never been written that you're writing as you go i love you lord i love you lord it's just right out of my spirit it's not rehearsed it's not a routine it's not it's just right out of my spirit you got to learn to let a song just come right out of your spirit amen and then finally the last thing is enter enter the day joyfully this is what psalm 118 24 says this is the day that the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it this is the day that the lord has made i don't know if that means anything to you but it means a whole lot to me this is the day that the lord has made Re let us rejoice. You know what rejoice means? It means to be glad, to be joyful. It means to spin around under excitement and inspiration of the Lord. Amen. How many of you know you can cultivate God's presence when you learn to be joyful? How many of you know joyful is a perspective of life? It's a decision that we make. We can look at the negative. We can look at the positive. We can allow our problems to be bigger than God, but our problems are never bigger than God. God is always bigger than our problems. And if we quit looking at our problems and start looking at God... Our problems will get smaller and our God will get bigger and we'll have more and more to rejoice and be glad for. And the presence of God will come upon us. And when the anointing of God comes upon us, we can go bear hunting with a switch and win the battle because we have the anointing from the Holy One that destroys yokes, that gives us power like Samson to run through the wall like David. Come on, we can do, we can bring down Goliath. We can do things that nobody thought we would ever be able to do. And it's not because of us, because it's the anointing of God that is on us. We got to learn to cultivate the presence of God in our life because nothing, nothing is more important than the presence of God in our life. Come on, would you stand with me? Would you stand with me as we just lift our voice? And come on, come on, come on. Nathan, can we follow? I love you, Lord. Come on, I love you, Lord. How many of you love the Lord tonight? How many of you love the Lord tonight? Come on, I love you, Lord. Come on, just close your eyes. Lift your hands if you have the liberty. And come on, let's cultivate His presence for just a moment.